huge bonfire, the flames roaring up into the inky blackness, and there'd be a warm breeze blowing. Sounds more like a hairspray commercial. Where's your sense of romance? My bride would sit down to a wedding breakfast of the finest delicacies. Oh, please. Which would be washed down by the best vintage champagne. Oh, yeah? What year? Now you're getting it. And afterwards, we'd sail away on our yacht to a tropical island where we'd live on lobsters and coconuts. You only have to imagine it and you can be there. Shut your eyes. No. Go on. Play a little. Now imagine this is a piece of the juiciest lobster you ever tasted. <laughs> You're so corny. Open wide. Mmm. Lobster. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yum. Lobster. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to episode 32 of Conversation on the Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me on the panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So episode 32, the screenplay was done by Charles Hodges. It was directed by Lawrence Wilson, and the episode synopsis will be read out by myself. Celine is warned by Moran to bring items to barter for food next time she comes to the warehouse. Meanwhile, to make good on Zandra's desire for a nice wedding meal, Sasha leads a group to trade with another tribe living at a nearby farm. But despite Bray's warning to leave them all after the wedding ceremony, Sasha finds herself getting even closer with Amber. I don't think she's used to such rich food. Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. I'm fine. You've come at the right moment. We're discussing your wedding banquet. Oh yeah? Tin beans? No. There's no way you're having a special day without a feast to remember for the rest of your life. It's a promise. If you say so, Sasha. Who might argue? Don't even try. So let's kick things off with a round of imagination. So Sasha expertly veers Amber's troubled mind away from the weighty drama of the missing food supplies and instead gets her to think about the future. And not just any future, but her own wedding. Though she initially dismisses the idea, she soon gets swept away in Sasha's vision of his own dream wedding. Her barriers fall enough to even close her eyes and imagine tasting lobster. Um, yeah, panel, what did you think of this rather sweet scene between the two of them? It actually reminds me a bit of uh, Casey and Patsy with the ice cream scene. It's just mm. a novel. Oh yeah. It's the pretending to eat, to eat something that there's absolutely no way of getting. I, know, I, find, I find it cute. It was cute, I guess. Why the I guess? <laughs> <sighs> I just, I don't, I don't think Sasha and Amber are a long-term thing. So allowing her to get swept up in him kind of bothers me. Because it's, you know, it'll break her. So while it's cute and adorable, is it with the right character? I don't know, you know? It's a good point. I was watching the two of them thinking to myself, like... I remember being that way when mm -hmm. I was Amber's age. Um, when your romanticism has been destroyed by the world, um, perhaps you watched your parents get divorced or you were used at a very young age by somebody and your trust was destroyed. And I recognize Amber's defense mechanism. Like, not only will she not 
allow herself to get romantically close to anybody or even entertain the idea. She doesn't even like to fantasize about romantic ideals. It's that terrifying to her. And she always comes down to the same point and get hurt. Like that's her biggest fear. Like she really doesn't believe that there is any way for these things to last. And then it doesn't help that the world ended. um, So the mindset Amber's had to put herself in to survive. Um, I I don't know if you guys saw the movie 28 Days Later, but there was another character, Selena, who thought the same way. She straight up said, what's your plan? Do you have a plan? Because there's no point in plans anymore. You know, um, it can be really hard to let that go. So I agree that on one hand, it is dangerous for someone like Amber and in her position and the life they're living to allow herself to fall for Sasha when she already knows he has no intention in staying around. He hasn't lied about that. He's been straightforward that he always plans on going. And so it would be silly to allow herself to fall for him. And yeah, as adults, we can look at it and say it's okay for a temporary fling because we have a better understanding of it. But at that age, it's not so easy to have a temporary fling. Our feelings are much stronger because there's often the first time we're ever having them. And uh, so it's not so simple for her to, okay, like I'm 40. I could go spend a week in Greece and have a fling and be totally prepared for the fact that it's not going to last. But I couldn't do that at 13. There's just no way. I could spend the summer and have my first puppy love and be okay with the fact that, oh, it's over because I have to go back to where I live and he has to go back to where he lives. So yeah, I watch Amber and Sasha and one side of me feels like, oh, it's so sweet and that she does need to let go and simply enjoy what she can while she can. But yeah, I I feel like Maggie in a way that it's a little irresponsible for Sasha to push her to do that when he when he knows he won't be there, he's not staying. And Amber's reticence to fall for him is completely understandable. It's tough. I want her to be happy. And yet I understand that it's just the pain that's going to come when he goes and that she's probably smarter for protecting herself against it. And it's one of the hard lessons you have to learn in life, I think. How to take joy, like how to take it on a temporary you know, it, that's hard. That's, we all had to go through it and it, it was never easy. And um, so it's not easy to just say, Amber, just enjoy it while you can. Because could you have when you were that young? Think about it. Her life is, just, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I getting too deep? I'm just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Stop. I'm just, he's this ray of sunlight in her life right now. And he's, he's not going to stay. You know, and the world is going to seem so much darker when he's gone. You know, if you could foresee the heartbreak you had to suffer, how many times would you have said, I wouldn't have done it if I knew how bad it was going to hurt, you know? But I mean, that's, that's life in a way. Like, n- not everything will last. Like, you, need, you do need to grab those moments while they're there. And obviously, I know she's very young. They're both very young. But uh, I'm just trying to support Sasha a little bit here but I'm trying to- <laughs> I, I, I do I you come on Lance you know I love Sasha and I do support it um I want Amber to take the happiness like when I watch them I I love the way her face lights up and she deserves that joy but I do understand why she's so afraid of it 
you know, and she's a realist. Right. I relate to that defense mechanism, you know, I, so I can't sit there and say, oh, Amber should be open to it because I know what it's like to want to protect yourself from that. And I would have done the same thing as her. And it comes from pain and that comes from loss and fear, you know? It's not like she's just being stubborn. You know? yeah. yeah, but she's had so much ripped away from her, like her, just like all the other kids. You know, they, they lost the life they had. So what's wrong with just grabbing on to that glimmer of hope for just a tiny moment, even if you know it's not going to last? But that's the thing, because that, that, that's how Amber is, though. She's a realist. She knows exactly what's been taken away from everyone. And she has struggles with finding that, that hope and that, you know, silver lining because she knows just how dark and how bad it can be. Amber knows that she won't take it well. Like she's, mm -hmm. she can't fool herself into thinking I'll be okay when he yeah. goes. She knows this is going to hurt so bad. If I let him in, this is going to yep. rip me to pieces. So she's trying to avoid it. And that's a survival mechanism. Yeah, you know, and she's torn between will I regret not enjoying this while it was here? Or will it be worse when he goes, you know, if I let him in? And um, so I, I just, I feel her struggle. I really do. I want her to embrace it because as an adult, I recognize every moment of joy is worth it, no matter what. But I, I do understand why she's so scared to accept it and take it you know it is so sweet i love the way sasha you know brings light to amber she so deserves it oh yeah <laughs> like all he wants is to make her happy uh-huh um, but i again i just i get like she's like but you're leaving what do you think yeah, she knows <laughs> that happiness is fleeting you know she she's aware of that too aware i think too aware yes mm-hmm but like Lance says, that's just a part of growing up and learning to accept that. That's not the end of the world. Um, it's going to hurt. But it, I don't know. It was worth it for what you got to feel. Some things are worth it. Um, I guess you guys kind of answered the next question I was going to pose to you, which was um, what do you think of Sasha's live in the moment and work things out later attitude? Um, okay, let's, let's flip that a little bit. What do you think um, about Sasha integrating everyone into his kind of little... Um, plans without consulting anyone um for example he though he keeps everyone's spirits up in the mall he makes a lot of promises like um to create the water fountain for zandra's wedding and a banquet um all plans that require helps from other members of the tribe which he hasn't consulted with first did you like that way he integrates people into his plans without kind of consulting them first or do you think he should really discuss these plans with the other members of the tribe <laughs> it's what i would do <laughs> It's like if, if you have a plan and you ask them if they want to help you, there's a chance they might say no. If you're just mm -hmm. going to tell them, we're going to do this, and oh, I need help from people, then people are less likely to say no to your plan. Already seeing the reaction of the joy it will bring, they're more likely to help. Yeah. Um, I think in Sasha's case, it's fine because of what he's doing. Uh, it's not like Sasha's making plans that are going to inconvenience people or upset anybody. And I do think there's a merit to when you want to do really fun things, it is 
much easier to get people on board if you've already started the fun thing. <laughs> like, oh, we're having a party? Okay, I guess I'm here. I guess it, like instead if they invited you to a party, <laughs> they just yeah. the party springs up around you, you're at the party. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I guess we're having a party. But if they had asked you, hey, can we have a party? You might find lots of reasons why not to, you know. Um, but if your roommate just casually invites a bunch of people over and all of a sudden everyone's having a good time suddenly you're at a party <laughs> isn't that you know the ask for forgiveness not for permission <laughs> so i do think if like what sasha is doing it's fine because he's not doing anything that would hurt anyone um nobody is upset by the sort of things sasha's planning you know what i mean except for bray wow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it doesn't really bother me uh i do think there is there's some things um that sasha should keep in mind that he doesn't you know like making promises that he he doesn't even know if he's gonna be around to keep you know yeah he's not even sure he's going to stay for the wedding and yet he's all gung-ho about making plans for the wedding and yet you know you know by the end of the episode he's ready to leave and even Amber's like, what about all this, the, pl- the plans you made with the children and stuff? And it's that easy for him to just walk away um, from all of this stuff that he was invested in. And I admit, as joyful as I think Sasha is, that attitude for someone who can easily just walk away from anything is a red flag for me. Yeah. Uh, that tells me they could walk away from me very easily. Yep. yep. And I don't really want to invest myself in someone like that. Because if I'm there for you, I'm there for you. <laughs> I need to know you're there for me. And if I see from your actions how easily you can just wipe me off because you're on to the next thing, that's terrifying. Like, oh, okay, I should keep you at a distance. But I mean, that's who Sasha is. And it's something to keep in mind, even though he's super likable and charismatic. It's super easy for him to be that way because he has no um, intention of uh he doesn't think he's not thinking about the future of his relationships with these people you know i think it's a lot easier to be super nice to people that i'm not invested in and i'm not going to see tomorrow (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Um, i i had this family member and uh they they were the kind of people who they would disappear for years you wouldn't see them but when they would show up out of the blue no announcement and then they would just make you the center of their universe and they would you know take us to the circus and camping and all these amazing fun things that we didn't get to do and it would just be it'd be wonderful and they would just make you feel so special and then poof with no warning they'd be gone again like you never mattered to them at all and um as a child that was very confusing because you know you spent this time with them this brief time and you thought felt so important to them and they're doing all these great things for you and taking you shopping and just spending all this time with you and showering you with love and then they were just gone and you wouldn't even get a postcard from them you didn't know where they were and you might not see them for years and you were like what was that (laughs) it's very confusing and hard to deal with people like that who come and go in your life um you get used to it you grow up you deal with it but when you're young uh when you require what is it stability people like that can be very jarring and scary to have in your life i think i'm trying to think of a way to support sasha but i can't i don't say this to like diss sasha you know i don't i'm trying to 
just this is, this is the reality of him and you know that is the downside that comes with that effervescent uh bohemian uh lifestyle he's not about laying down roots and other, other people require those roots you know yes you that's what amber is especially if you're trying to grow something, you do require some sort of root. Yes. And but Sasha did get told that he had to leave. It wasn't just his own decision to leave at this point in time. I mean, they specifically told okay. him he had to go. <laughs> Okay, but he had already been voted in, and it didn't matter what Bray said. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't be used to Bray as a scapegoat. I, I do know. I yes, I agree that you know Bray didn't help, but Sasha still hadn't committed to staying anyway. No, you know, and he he even when Amber brings it up to him, like, what are you trying to do? Um, you've already said you're leaving, and he's like, yeah, I never lied about that. Yeah, he's like, I never said I wasn't. Right. So it's when Bray says that, it's just Sasha, like, I guess I'm leaving sooner than I planned on it. Because mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't feel welcome. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, Bray's not the reason Sasha's leaving. He, no. Sasha's leaving sooner than he planned. Because Sasha doesn't strike me as a type. I think, you know, if he wanted to stay. <laughs> he would have stayed, absolutely. I don't think Bray intimidated him in the least bit. Nah, he didn't. And you saw how easily he played Lex. He knew. He's a, Sasha was smart. But Sasha doesn't like to stay pl in places where he starts. No. There, there's, too, there's too much emotional involvement or commitment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's already gotten dirty. Yeah. And so he's, he's like, like okay. Mm, nope. So yeah, I can't put that on Bray. Bray's responsible for other crap that he's doing in this episode. But <laughs> this, this is Sasha's choice. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, give me something else. I'll totally dog on Bray. I will. <laughs> but I won't blame him for this. <laughs> The way he said it and did it was was pretty pretty crappy. <sighs> I'm like, oh Bray, did you turn into Lex suddenly? <laughs> oh I yeah, what this behavior? <laughs> oh Bray, my poor poor Bray. Bray can't stand anyone else playing the hero. Oh, I know. Yeah, he does not respond well to that. No, he doesn't. He does not. And the thing is, Sasha's better at it. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> It's because everybody likes Sasha. Not everybody likes Bray. Exactly. Like, um, Bray considers himself, you know, good at this diplomacy stuff. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But here comes Sasha, and he's ten times better at, you know, mm -hmm. soothing everyone's feathers. Yep. You know? And Bray, oh, Bray's like, no, that's, that's supposed to be my position. <laughs> nope. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I love watching Sasha like stop the arguments, you know, and I, I, and you can see Bray is just seething because it's mm -hmm. like you're supposed to be the one that's good at that, but you're not, are you? <laughs> you know, he really has his Lex face on at that point. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man, sorry, Mag. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was nice of the writers to bring that in because we watched Lex do this to Bray. From the moment Bray showed up, you know, Lex was just on him. Yeah, yeah. Simply because he was threatened by him. Yep. And like, poor Bray, you know, he didn't deserve that. And now seeing that Bray is perfectly capable of behaving the exact same way. Oh, he yeah. He feels threatened. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> uh. We literally watched Lex do the same thing to Trudy when she was in bed and saying that mm -hmm. she 
to leave. Yes. You know, doing it behind everyone's back, you know? Yeah. And we were like, oh, you're such a dirtbag, you know? And so watching Bray do the exact same thing to a guy who hasn't done anything wrong. Anything, yeah. Just because he's jealous and threatened by his very existence. And at this point, that is literally the only thing, you know? Sasha hasn't really done anything. Bray is just jealous. But that's Uh. what I do like about the writing, because even the nice guy, even the good guy is painted as he can be a douchebag too when yeah and they are still teenagers you push those right buttons <laughs> teenage boys and all that and it's like right why don't you just tell amber how you feel idiot right like, if you want does sasha, her- does sasha know how bray feels well he's he's getting the vibe that's why he asks amber like is there something going on between you because bray is behaving as yeah. though Sasha's in his territory so that's why Sasha Mm -hmm. decides to check I just want to be stepping on his toes and she's like no there's nothing going on between them because Bray was the one who said let's just be friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) dumbass like yeah he there's nothing between us and if you're stepping on his toes that's his own fault and (sighs) Bray dude (laughs) (laughs) do something if you if you want her again teenage boys just do something about it go tell her how you feel (laughs) oh man instead of pouting the whole time (laughs) (laughs) but he's so good at it jeez is he good at it (laughs) good lord Dwayne took a class in pouting (laughs) question is who did he take a class from (laughs) I love when he tries to be intimidating Sorry, it just doesn't work. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a puppy growling at you. Oh, like, oh you're such a good boy. Are you trying to protect your mommy? Yes, you are. You're such a good boy. <laughs> good arguments in this episode. They felt very organic. Mm-hmm. I like how they escalate and move the plot forward. Poor Sasha's just in the middle like, I didn't, this is too much for me. Are they real diamonds? Yeah. My mother gave it to me. It's my grandmother's. It must have cost a fortune. Will I be irresistible, I ask myself? Well, I don't think you'll be getting much resistance from Lex. (laughs) Okay, the fox spirit. Um, Alright, panel, let's just jump right into it. How did you feel about Celine stealing Zandra's necklace? Uh, That evil witch. Oh, man. Uh, I had a few choice words to say the very least. Uh, That's when any sympathy I have for her condition kind of goes out the window. Absolutely. Like that was no, I'm sorry. It was one thing that uh, no, I can't. It's just horrible. From all the things he could have taken. Right. Well, there's so much other stuff she could just take. Steal one of the batteries for Pete's sake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, it, it's an, it, she's mentally ill, right? This is an illness here, but, mm, Celine just rubs me the wrong way a lot the first season. I, yeah, I just, um, I did think, I get the metaphor that they're going for and what they're trying to say, that because Celine refuses to get help for this and is like, oh no, I can do it on my own. And then we see that she can't control this on her own. And because she refuses to enlist the help of her own family, 
instead she ends up betraying them because she cannot control what she's going through and what it's driving her to do and how ugly it becomes that you know she would steal a freaking keepsake from somebody you know to fuel her addiction quote unquote whatever yeah Um, so i do get the message that they're saying and this is a smart way to convey that to kids that no you can't handle some things on your own it's too big and you should ask for help and um but yeah, it's it does take her from being sympathetic to okay. Once again, you've crossed the line, Celine. Mm-hmm. What a decent behavior! <laughs> um, and again, it's just one of those moments where you see how far Celine is willing to go. People don't really talk about how dark Celine can get. Yeah, I think what's worse is she suffers no consequences for this. For sure, I think that's my biggest then, issue with everything. There are no consequences for this terrible thing that she does. And she's able to walk away and nobody knows that she did it. You nope. know, like, oh, that's, ooh, it's unsettling. Yeah, I find this, um, once again, for Celine, it's just crossing the line into unforgivable behavior. And it can be upsetting because she never pays for it. There's never any, you know, reckoning. You know, she doesn't get confronted. She doesn't have to admit just how far she was willing to go. Like eventually she has to tell everybody about her eating disorder and that she stole from them, but they don't know just how far she went. Yeah. You know, and she gets away with it and it's unsettling. I think what annoys me most about this is that she, she chose something that's of personal value to someone. No, yeah. there's so many things that, don't have any emotional value to people. Sure, the batteries have value, but it's not, you know, it's not something that's a relic from the family. Mm-hmm. And it's just... And this clearly means something to Zandra because she's never worn it. Zandra loves jewelry and stuff, and she's always dolled up. You could have taken any of that. It wouldn't have mattered. She wouldn't have even noticed it was gone, you know? But this is the one thing Zandra's literally been carrying in a case for her wedding day. Think when she had to leave her home after you know her family mm-hmm. died. This was something she took with her, and she's presenting it because it's finally her day. And that's what you took, like what the frick, Celine? Yeah, yeah. Wrong. that is so wrong. You're telling me you couldn't find any other jewelry? Like, okay, I'm not saying it's cool to take jewelry, but if you're gonna do it, why would you take this one special thing? <laughs> yeah, she could have oh. easily, you know. With how distracted Dell was with everything with the batteries and stuff, she could have easily gotten hold of Dell's bag of medication. Yeah, something, anything else, instead of completely screwing over a good friend, you know. But I mean, that's the point they're trying to make. You know, they were presented with this meaningful item to, you know, for Zandra. And this is how bad Celine has gotten that she would take it and sell it, you know. It's like a, you know, a metaphor for drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what my biggest issue is, you know, from personal experience, watching her spiral like she is and waiting for her to ask for help and it just not coming, you know? La- her lashing out at the one person uh-huh. she begged to help her, who's trying yep. to help her. Who really shouldn't want to help her, if you think about it, you know, but 
Yeah. I did like that. Uh, Trudy says that like you ask uh-huh. me you and I'm going to whether you like it or not, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what happens. I mean, anybody who's had an addict in their family, whatever mm-hmm. it was they were addicted to, and you do see them spiral like this, they become just a monster of themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Things they will do that you never thought they would and ways they'll betray you. And, um, you know, here's Trudy trying to handle it on her own, trying to keep Celine's confidence. But we see that we, we see it doesn't work. It doesn't help. You know, you need an intervention. You need outside help. But the writers did make that seem like a normal thing, which it is for the person who needs the help to lash out at the one person trying to help. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, it is. 100% is. They always lash out at who's closest to them, too. You know, and at this point, Trudy is the one that's closest because she knows the secret. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny, though, how fast those rats eat the food? <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Oh, trust me, they eat very fast. I was like, damn, guys, come on. <laughs> I just find it funny that the rappers are everywhere because when we have mice, they just chew through the packaging. Mm-hmm all through the food they didn't bother to open the packages it's all for dramatics they they gotta make it look good i know but rats would not rip open the packaging like that they would just chew through it hey they are fancy rats they use their fingers Mm, or change plastic knife they had letter openers (laughs) letter openers it's ratatouille all right yeah (laughs) when i saw her come back for her bag of food no you know, she had a nice bag of food, okay? She was yeah. going, she had plenty, okay? Oh, for sure. Makes me laugh how fast those rats descended upon it and destroyed everything. Everything. Like, the massive rats that would have taken. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, there's not a single canned good there. <laughs> not a single canned good. Dude, the bag that everything was in should have been shredded. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, like I said, they are fancy rats. All right, they have etiquette. Love it. I think they dragged most of it away. They were Probably. like, "Oh, we're taking this back to the den." Probably. That's, yeah. There's this visual of rats rolling the cans through the store. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! For us. <laughs> uh, someone draw draw that for us, please. Poor Celine. <laughs> I would have been so mad. I would have been so pissed off. It's bad because I did originally think that, you know, like my first watch through of this, I'm like, oh, that poor Celine, you know? And this time through, I'm like, serves her right. (laughs) (laughs) What did she think was going to happen? Come on. You knew it was going to happen. Like, why didn't she hang that crap up? Oh, that doesn't help. I know, but hey, at least they might have stood a chance instead of sitting on the freaking ground. Uh, how long was she gone for? I don't know. That's the oh, thing. Tearing a couple batteries up to the roof at what ten minutes tops? They want tops. me to believe that all those rats ate everything in the back. They were waiting for her. They've been watching her down there, just binge eating, and they know what's coming. Yeah, they probably left off the crumbs she left behind. They're like, we know this this lady's gonna come down here and we're gonna feast. She eats us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh no. I gotta laugh about it, I'm sorry. I will never get the image of rats rolling around canned food. <laughs> That's stuck in my brain now. 
I'm getting married. Oh, he's getting married. Isn't that sweet? Who'd marry a jerk like him? Some poor soul. <laughs> Don't wet yourself. I wouldn't touch you with a barge pole. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, we could do with some music around here, so if you're wanting to trade, that's fine by me. And any funny business, I'll feed you to the pigs. You understand? Pigs? So with the wind turbine finally a success, um, Sasha's plan comes to fruition as the group head out to a farm and we get some further world building to find out more about the trade links and how the tribes are feeding themselves. Um, and we also introduce to the amazing Alice, who Lex instantly meets his matching, who gives his chauvinistic ways short shrift. Um, panel, what are your first impressions of Alice? Lover. <laughs> Can we keep her? She just makes my day. Yes, she is full of win. Absolutely. The moment she comes on the screen, she owns that entire scene. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I love her. I love having Lex be in the position of suddenly being sized up and being like treated yes. like a piece of meat or an object yes. by somebody <laughs> who's physically imposing to him and feeling you know, like a sexual victim. Like that's how yeah. she treats women. And now she's looking at him the same way. And the yep. idea that you realize is, holy crap, if she wanted to have her way with me, I wouldn't be strong enough to stop her. Absolutely not. I was just thinking the same thing. Like if she wanted it, she could take it. Sorry, I'm, I'm just imagining Bray and Dal and Jack just stepping back if she would do that. Oh man, like I'm not condoning that, of course, you know what I mean? But like to have Lex, like you said, in that position that he puts all these women in. Yeah. It's, fanta it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Because that's how she treats him the moment she meets him. She eyes yep. him, she circles him, and you can tell he feels like a victim. He did, you yep. know, he's terrified, like, oh my gosh, she oh, can yeah. do whatever she wants to me. And she's letting me know, and I'm scared to death. And I was like, you need to feel that way. That's what you do to other people all the time, you know? And yep. so, yes, I'm not condoning any kind of rape or sexual assault, no. regardless of your gender. But there's a satisfaction in watching a sexual predator be put in that position. Yes, to know exactly how it feels. Yeah. And then when she hits him with, don't worry, wet yourself. I wouldn't touch you with a barge pole. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man. yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he almost looks insulted. <laughs> I know, but hey. You mean I'm not that hot? No, sweetheart. <laughs> nope. Deserved it. Business and I'll feed you to the pigs. Not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Alice on sight. Oh yeah, when I saw her, I was like, ah, yay. It was also really nice to see um, females having yeah. a whole different way of deciding how to just survive in this world. You know, the females we know in the mall, they've all admitted that that's why they keep the guys around. I mean, that's one of the first things Amber said. That's the only reason why she agreed to keeping Lex around, for the protection. And yet sometimes they have to live in fear of the, the boys that actually live with them. And uh, to see these girls say, no, we're not going to keep guys around, not even to protect us. I do like that the moment they approach the farm, you can instantly see that technically the no trespassing sign is mainly aimed at boys. You know, their female pirate sign up at the fence. Mm. I like that little touch. I also like the fact that Bray's the only one who recognized that's the sign for female. <laughs> 
Hey, it's, a, it's an interesting sign because not a lot of kids would recognize it still. Yeah, it's true. I'm surprised that I didn't recognize it though. Yeah. It does give some merit to what uh, Bray said about knowing the people and knowing his mm-hmm. way around there, you know, because he is the only one who picks up on what that sign means. Mm-hmm. And uh, the others are like, what the? Because even me, I wouldn't have picked up on it right away. You know, I would have been just like, oh, it just means no trespassing. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, I get it. I see what he's saying because I didn't pick up on the female sign right away, you know? And so uh, I, I like that. And I really do love the idea of a group of females choosing to live this way and just nixing all males. And it's just a harsh reality of the world these kids live in, you know? And these are women who said, no, we don't want to deal with any misogyny whatsoever. You know, we watch our girls in the mall deal with a lot of crap all the time from the boys. And they see it as, well, it's part of living together. It's part of surviving together and we need them. And these girls are like, no, we don't need them. Yeah, they live on their terms. Yes. We've got Alice. And uh, even the locos don't mess with these guys? Come on. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the last time we met the nomads and even the nomads had to sell slaves to be left alone by the locos. Mm -hmm. And yet these girls are holding their own. They have the most powerful commodity in this world and nobody's messing with them. Yeah. Fresh food. And Alice is like, oh, I'll trade with you. You start any trouble and you'll regret it. And all these little boys are like, yes, ma'am. Yep. What did you think of the little moment um, between Alice and Lex when she realized they had the same taste in music? Oh, it's so cute. I did. I thought that was nice. I really did. It was adorable. For a moment, Alice, she gets to be a young person again rather than this protector she's had to take up. Yes. You know, she knows that these girls are looking to her for protection. She knows that it's her job to scare off any of these other tribes who may show up and try to cause trouble. You know? Yeah. That's one of the first things Dawn says. Oh, I'm going to go get Alice. You know what I mean? And Alice knows that she has that responsibility to protect these girls. That's why they came to her, you know? And Mm -hmm. just for a second, she's just another kid yeah, talking about music. <laughs> yeah, she, get, she gets to you know have something that she wants, it's, that she likes. It's for her, you know. And that I thought it was sweet. Like looking at Lex is no longer just a threat because he's a male, but just they a have peer. In, like, yeah, the they have something way. in common. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like the way her face lights up. Like, yeah, it's my favorite band. You listen to this? <laughs> I think that changed everything. You know, I think that changed like. Her view on him at that point, just for a moment, you know? Just for a moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he isn't that big of an idiot. Yeah. At least he yeah. has the music. Now, was it Rancid Phlegm or is it Rancid yes. Flame? Rancid Phlegm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got a chuckle out of that for sure. Bit shake on it. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, that's just a great moment, and it sucks that we're not going to see her again for so long. <laughs> yes. Alice, I want more of her. She's great. I'm just imagining uh, Ray falling in love with her. I mean, like, I gotta find a way to add her to the cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, come on, you know, why wouldn't you? But uh, they're giving them a pig to take back, and I'm instantly wondering if they didn't regret. Not asking Alice to kill it for them. They should have. I would have. Absolutely, I would have. Because no thank you. 
and Alice was coming out there, apron covered in blood stains. <laughs> you know, I'd have been like, hey, you know, can you do the <laughs> the icky part? The hard work, yeah. I thought about that when uh, Lex hands him over to uh, Ryan, and I'm looking at this cute little pig, and I was like, you guys just gloss over who did this because. Was wondering the same thing. Like who who slaughtered this adorable pig? Who did that? Yeah, for sure. Like who did that? We already know you guys couldn't do it to the cow. Right? So Come on. This is gonna be messy. Who did it? Goodness. Poor little piggy. Bet it tasted okay though. <laughs> My brain just goes to Jack must have fit done that job because he's easiest when it comes to not giving a crap. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I Jack see Jack doing that. No, I don't think so. He even said, "I couldn't kill anything." Right. Yeah. So who? Did Unless tried to get him to kill Bluebell, he was like, "No way, I couldn't do that." Unless goes, "Well, you'll eat it, won't you?" And so like, it was. It was Tysan. She performed <laughs> a ritual first. <laughs> Sacrificed it to to spirits to shine happily on this marriage. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Or did she curse it? <laughs> Possibly. Mm. I think the only one left who could be able to do that would be Celine. That's the thing. Though. I can't see Celine doing it. But like Tysan with the way that she is, I could, de- I could see her, her yeah. doing it. I, I could see that. I don't know. Wait, how desperate Celine is for food? <sighs> Bacon? I don't see her doing it. There's a no, difference. I don't. There's a big difference. I don't see her killing the, cat, uh, the pig. In fact, I really do think it probably was just Lex and Ryan because the only thing that stopped them from killing Bluebell is because she was so cute and looked at you with those big eyes and moved at you. pig, yeah. We don't know the pig. The pig doesn't have a name. And most people, I mean, I grant, I think pigs are adorable, but Mm -hmm. um, the minute, you know, Ryan holds the pig, he doesn't think, oh, it's cute. He was like, yes, ham, (laughs) bacon. So uh, I I think those two very quickly took that pig outside and took care of that. (laughs) I was just thinking I'm surprised they got it home in one piece actually <laughs> walking through the streets <laughs> carrying this pig trying to get away from yeah I mean both times going through the city first time they had a load of batteries that are all uh, charged and they couldn't go very fast with their wheelbarrow and then they come back with loads of food and a yeah. pig and you guys didn't get jumped at all luck but I mean these are the, these are the guys who managed to drag Zoot's dead body across town to the beach in a wheelbarrow without anyone seeing them. (laughs) But it could be speaking to um, how things are changing on the streets, where before you literally could not walk down them without having to constantly hide. Uh, And now we're seeing people be able to at least get around. They have to be careful, but they're able to get through one part of the city to the other without getting jumped. So it's possible that everyone's just a little too busy. And if you don't have the locos in the streets in the police car harassing everyone all the time. Yeah, they're not running from them. Right. It's easier to get from point A to point B. Someone comes, you take cover. But otherwise, yeah. Alice did them good, man. Yeah. like they, She gave them a lot of food. I was thinking the same thing, too. I was like, oh, that's that, okay. <laughs> Especially when she doesn't mention using the power for anything more than playing music. Right. You know, she gives him tons of food for Like, wow, she's being really fair. Telling me they don't have a windmill out there. (laughs) I'm just saying it's a farm. Come on. 
whatever. I'm not going to grind that wheat. But what about the the wedding and, and the kids' show? I sorted the kids out. I'm sure it'll go on without me. So is that it? Say goodbye to the others from me. I hate that stuff. Take care of yourself. You're a very special person. No. You're right the first time. There's no future. To hell with the future. With praise and animosity towards him quite obvious, Sasha finally speaks candidly to Amber about their growing bond. Though the two are going in obviously very different directions, Amber decides to throw all caution to the wind and go for it. Um, yeah, to health the future, what did you think of Amber just letting go of everything on her shoulders? That's a powerful statement for her to make. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. all she ever thinks about is the future. And I think it's a dangerous statement as well. Because what's to happen if she does stop, you know, and she just leaves? But I also think there's, there's some liberation in it, too. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. But, like, long term, you know, what does that statement entail? You know what I mean? But in the moment, for sure. I, I mean, I don't think that when... I don't think for Amber that she's saying, screw it, I will never think about the future again. I think uh, it was her way of saying... I want to embrace what temporary joy I can when mm-hmm. I can because I'm missing life. It's passing me by, you know, and I do think she feels like she might have missed something with Bray because she was a little afraid to go there with him and she kept him at a distance and he read those signs and he's kept, he stayed away. And I think she regrets that definitely. And um, yeah, here's this guy who is literally, you know, trying to steer in her airplane with the lights like come here (laughs) and she's like why not land there come on (laughs) i keep flying around i'm gonna run out of fuel you know um so yeah i'll I'll dock in your hangar bay and see what happens i I get it though i do i you know sometimes you have to throw caution in the wind just to enjoy life a little bit and she deserves it so much (laughs) Uh, she does i agree just Everything feels so do or die when you're that age, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, again, I'm 41. So I'm looking at it like it's not a big deal to embrace this little bit of happiness. But again, I remember being, you know, 13, 14. Oh my gosh, this is a life changing thing to do, you know? And no, but even like for me, the anxiety of thinking of it, I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, this is going to end badly. Stay away, you know? Like, I, I mean, yeah, she does deserve the happiness. She does deserve to embrace the moment, you know. It looks good on her, being happy. It does. <laughs> oh, it does. She looks so freaking happy, and she laughs, and her whole face lights yeah. up. Sasha genuinely cares about what would make her happy. That's all he wants to do. Right, but is he thinking about what's going to make her happy long-term? Because he knows. Yeah. That is true. He isn't. And that's the one thing he doesn't seem to get about her. They don't, they won't get that about each other. That's a place they can't reconcile. Sasha sees no problem with only being happy in the moment. And he does not consider like how, I mean, that's a bit of a red flag. Let's think of it. If you're dating somebody and they're giving you the flag that, oh, we've got tonight and only tonight, baby. And you're like, yeah, but you want to talk about tomorrow? And they're just like, oh, don't even think about tomorrow. It might be a red flag for you. Like, okay, I'm not going home with you. No, <laughs> like, he, he, to be fair, he could, they could have had a future like away from the mall. 
Mm-hmm. She was never gonna, you know. It, know so what kind of future would he have been able to give her? A stable one, or one where they're bouncing all over the place? Would she be happy not putting down roots? No, I mean, I'm, not, I'm saying that's that's Sasha's future. That's his plans. Is is to go from right, so that's my and that's point. where I, I mean, you know, yeah, he's not thinking about her. Like, if you recognize that this person's goals are different than yours it's a red flag for you to maybe not yeah. get involved with them. It's not because that person's bad. It's just like, right. oh, okay. They, they just want something very different than me. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. And I won't be happy following their path because it's the very opposite of the one I would prefer to follow. Yep. And, and then who, cause who has to sacrifice, you know? But at that age, would you have been able to, you know, understand that it wouldn't be what makes you happy in the long run? I mean, a lot of girls that age just flip from choice to choice with, okay, I like him, so I'm going to like him. Amber's not like most girls that age either. She's a lot more mature than, you know, Trudy even. Yeah. I think Amber's actions make perfect sense for her. She has clearly thought this through. And I think it's perfectly healthy for her to see if something like this could make her happy. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. She yeah. laying her defenses down, opening the door, and giving this a chance. And after a while, she does realize that she wouldn't be complete following his path. But she doesn't know that right now, and she's decided to give it a shot. And that's the only way you can learn. You know, yeah. it's not like she's being irresponsible. Um, and that's why I don't think when she says to hell the future, she means screw the future forever. I think she just means in this moment, I'm not going to let the future dictate what I do every second of the day. <laughs> she knows that she's going to get him for at least one more day. There's always that, you know, well, there's one more day. And I, so I, I, I don't have a problem with Amber, what she does. And how else are you going to learn what would make you happy in life? you know yeah fair 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 enough i know you guys have said this would never ever work between the two of them but okay let's just change the the let's twist it back a little bit like what do you think if they'd both somehow met in the middle could you seen it working then if they could both meet in the middle i definitely think sasha and amber could have had a future that's the problem though they can't meet in the middle you know what i mean sasha Mm. is not willing to give up his lifestyle no, not even in the least bit about that. From the moment yes. we meet him, not once does Sasha ever give. Every time someone even suggests him staying around in the mall for a while, he gets he gets uncomfortable. Yes, you know what I mean. Uh, it makes him uncomfortable every time there's a conflict in the mall. Look at Sasha's reaction. He does not want this. He does oh. not like the idea of having to live with a group of people where conflicts can arise and emotions can build up. He doesn't like conflict at all. <laughs> like, yeah. That yeah. is not Sasha's bag. And living with people and committing to them, conflict comes with that. And yes. uh, yeah, I, think Amber, I think Amber could have met him halfway, you know, but, gone yeah, traveling with him occasionally. Her. But if he like, wasn't giving her the same in return. Away from here, you know what I mean? Like, if he could have been like, dude, I'll stay if we can spend weekends at the beach. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was never willing to make that. He was never willing. He's like, if you want to be with Amber, we have to go away. And I don't even know where we're going. He couldn't even give Amber a plan. He was not willing to meet her halfway at all. So just think about this for a second. What if 
they would have met up, not in this season, but later on, at the Gaian tribe. Do you think he could have stayed there? Stayed with the Gaians? Yeah, I think they would have... Both of them would have been able to be happy there. No, Sasha's definitely... He needs to keep moving. I, I definitely see that in him. But I, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I think Amber could have met him halfway. Yeah, <laughs> I think Amber would have been willing to, but it's just yes. Sasha's the one who's not willing to... Exactly, and that. that's why I don't think that it would work because she's not going to be willing to work with someone who's also not willing to compromise with her. I mean, think about it. Okay, she takes the day off of them. She doesn't know where they're going, but she's like, okay. And the yeah. whole time we're at the beach, he's asking her to give up her life for him. And, but he's offering her nothing else. Like, okay, if you met somebody and they were just like, you, you know, this is your home. This is where you're settled. This is where your family is. And it's hard, but they're like, you know, they're a free spirit. And they're like, come travel the world with me. Okay. And you're like, okay, Amber thinks about it. Remember what she's giving up. She's giving up everything that she's comfortable with and she knows for the unknown. And when she asks Sasha even the most basic questions of what's going to happen to them, he's got nothing. I'm not going on vacation with someone who doesn't even know what hotel we're going to stay in. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. I can't. I can. I I like a plan. I like some sort of a plan. Do you, what city are we it's going to next? Yes. What, yes. what flight are we going to catch? And here's Sasha going, I don't know. I have no idea. He can't even meet her that, that much halfway. She just wants a basic plan from him and he can't even give her that. Amber is not going to be happy living with someone like that. So no. I feel like she's willing to meet him halfway. She just needs something of a plan, some direction. And he has uh, zero. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing to give her. Nothing to nope. give her. I got so. you. I give you my love. That's what, that's what I've got. And floating everywhere. Can't even promise her tomorrow. And someone would no. issues. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. She doesn't even know if this guy will love her tomorrow. He literally says, "All I know is I love you today." And I know for me personally, that would not be good enough to stay with somebody and throw my life away for them. Like, oh, you love me today. That's comforting. <laughs> reassuring what about tomorrow when i don't make you happy and we're arguing about something (laughs) right (laughs) again i'm not dogging on you know sasha for being that way that is who he is and that's fine but i'm explaining why it's not compatible with amber for a long term no no absolutely not because amber was at least willing to consider going with him he was not willing to consider staying with her no nope not once did he think "Hmm, could i make a life here for her nope. <laughs> could I do it <laughs> he just continued getting ready to leave he did. <laughs> and Amber's like okay I'll try you know he didn't even want her to be able to go back and say goodbye to her friends she's like dude I have to go back and say goodbye I need them to know I'll be okay that nothing bad happened to me you know and he doesn't even look back when he leaves so I'm just saying like this is why they couldn't be together because she's oh, Sasha. some concessions. And, but Sasha has just a different way of life. He wants something completely different from her. And he is not willing to compromise on that. But yeah, he doesn't make him a bad guy at all. It like, doesn't make him a bad guy. No. You know who would have been perfect for him? Moon. Moon. Oh, yeah. She wanted someone to take her away. <laughs> Moon. <laughs> and oh, she would have taken any good looking boy <laughs> who would take her away. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lance. I, I'm with you. Uh, I like Sasha, and I do like he and Amber together. 
No, I, I promised Matt I'd try to defend Sasha more, but I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing else I can say. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. If Sasha had shown any evidence that he was willing to give Tribe Life a chance, I think maybe they would have had one, but that's just not nope, who it was. it didn't happen. Nope. Yeah. Silly goose. Because I think they're quite adorable together. I do. Uh, and I, I really think he was important to her because... Sasha is one of the men in Sasha, uh, Amber's life who genuinely cared about making her happy. Yeah. You know, he may not have understood her passions entirely, but he didn't let that get in the way of every day. All he was thinking, how do I put a smile on her face? You know, and he was trying to do it. <laughs> she needed that very much. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. <laughs> Bray still hates you, bud. <laughs> but yeah, you this whole episode you can see Sasha he's becoming so flustered with this just living with other people it's already just becoming too much and he's literally been there for barely two days yep and he's like oh I gotta get the frick out of here he's gotta fly he's a I can understand that though oh yeah I, I don't again I don't blame Sasha for feeling that way at all I'd want they, that's one of the first things he says to Amber let's imagine someplace away from here away from here <laughs> anywhere please it's way too peeply there. Oh. Okay, is it me or did we not see Tysan this episode? Nope, no Tysan. No. I, when I mentioned her name, I questioned. I'm like, wait a second, is she even there yet? And then I'm like, yeah, she is. Um, well, she is. She yeah, is. I know, I know. That's why I was like, wait, yeah, yeah, it's wedding time. Gotcha. Very briefly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, if she's just trying to stay on the DL. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I don't blame her. Trying not to step on anyone's toes. Oh, girl needs to just to stay up in her room and uh, stay out the way. Because I do like that she does mention to Amber that Amber should know she can't hide her feelings from her. <laughs> it's a nice way of her to show some respect for Zandra. She knows Zandra wouldn't want her around for this. She may not agree with any of it. She may feel like Zandra's making too big of a deal about it, but she respects her enough to just stay out of the way. She doesn't want to ruin her happiness. Yet she still has to poke in embers. Duh. Ah, oh, the tribal gathering wasn't that bad. We came away with Sasha, didn't we? She's encouraging Amber to go after what would make her happy. I know. But it's all, maybe it's trying to get Amber out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's been after Bray all along. All along. It's always been Bray. Yeah, I can see that, especially in the next season. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. If uh, Tyson had shown any interest in relationships, I'm, I might say, yeah. <laughs> That's been going all along <laughs> to get rid of Amber. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then season three, you know, we're good. Let's, let's just we'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Maybe Tyson just wants something else to fix. And a heartbroken Amber would be something to fix. I don't think she wants Amber heartbroken. I think she wants her happy. Like, that's why she's encouraging her to go after, you know. And again, we already discussed, Tyson does not think about the consequences. She yeah. thinks about, like, the action in the moment. So the way she's looking at it is, oh, I think you like this guy and I think you should go after it. And then she couches it under destiny or whatever. Um, and she's not even considering, like... Well, would they be happy together, genuinely? Would Amber be happy living Sasha's lifestyle? Would Sasha even think of sticking around with her? Tyson doesn't care about the after. She cares about the now. And what she can see in the now is that Amber and Sasha are interested in each other, and they should go after each other. 
Um, cool. Yeah. So let's bring episode 32 to a close. Um, thank you once again to the panel. And we'll see you next time for episode 33. So until then, bye. 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 Bye.